Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you have the virtue of gratitude? You know, here in the United States, we're getting ready to celebrate the great American holiday of Thanksgiving. So there's a lot of talk about giving thanks this week. But I want to talk about the virtue, the virtue of gratitude. Do you have the virtue of gratitude? Not just saying thanks every once in a while, not just giving thanks on uh, this, this Thursday here at the end of November, not just giving thanks when it's convenient, when you happen to remember it, but do you have the virtue of gratitude? Now, remember, a virtue is a habitual disposition to do the good. It means this is just a part of you. This is like second nature, that it, that you tend to express gratitude, recognize the gifts and the blessings other people have given you in your life, the blessings God has bestowed on you in your life, and it just becomes second nature to express that gratitude and desire to repay those who have blessed you and have poured their lives out into you. Do you have the virtue of gratitude? That's what I want to talk about here in this week's podcast. But first, let me just take a a moment to say thanks to a few people out there. I want to give a big shout out, a big thanks to the many people I met in New York City this last week. I was speaking in downtown Manhattan there uh, to the young adults. We had 350 young adults come out there uh, to study theology of the body, love and responsibility. It was awesome. And, And I'm so grateful to just know how many young adults there are right there in the city who really desire to live, love, live relationships, live sexuality at, at, at a, in a way that they're not getting a lot of support for out there in, in the sexual in the secular sexual world around them. Uh, so I'm very grateful for their witness, very grateful for their desire, thankful for them for meeting so many of them. Uh, but please pray for them as they're going up against the current there uh, and they're striving to live out the church's teachings on sexuality. So please pray for them. I'm also thankful for the missionaries of charity, Mother Teresa's order. I was there in New York as well doing a retreat for their Eastern region uh, sisters and so grateful for not just the heroic witness and serving the poor, but as I'm blessed to be with them while I'm teaching, I, I get to pray with them. And it's such a great gift. If you've ever been to a missionary of charity's house, you know, if you haven't had a chance, go there, go and pray with them. You know, they, they spend every morning is, is dedicated to the holy hour and to mass. And then they go out and do their hard work with the poor. And then they end the day with mass. And so it's like they begin and end with Jesus in the Eucharist. And then the, the day is filled with encountering Jesus in the poor. Uh, so their whole lives are just just a great reminder of what our lives are really all about, and that's about Jesus and serving others. So I'm so thankful for the Missionaries of Charity. And lastly, I just want to give a big shout-out to my friends in Ontario, Canada. I was just at the Regenerated Conference on my way home from New York. They're in Niagara Falls on the Canadian side, and so grateful to meet Again, about 400 uh, faithful, dynamic Canadian Catholics there uh, who are fighting for moral truth. We, we talked a lot about moral relativism, and I know they really want to stand up for truth. They want to share the truth with others, and uh, I was so grateful to get to meet them. So we're talking about gratitude here this week, in this week of Thanksgiving. As I mentioned, uh, I'm not thinking of this as just like every once in a while, oh, hey, thanks. Oh, I noticed something. Yeah, thank you. I'm not talking about those moments. I'm talking about the virtue, the virtue of gratitude. 
Uh, let me talk about that. So remember, again, a virtue is something where it's a habitual disposition. It's like second nature. It's just in you. Like, you know, you give LeBron James a basketball, it's just second nature for him that he knows how to get that basketball in the net. Uh, it's second nature for uh, a, a carpenter. to They're, they're working uh, on a project in your house. They just, kind of, they just kind of know how to fix things. They don't have to really think about it too much. It's just second nature for them. Is gratitude second nature for you in your marriage? For those of you that are married out there, do you just naturally each day just express gratitude to your spouse? Uh, uh, is, is it just second nature to just notice, you know, yeah, I, I noticed what he did or I noticed that she's doing this and how she takes care of this. D- do we express gratitude to ourselves? Do we express gratitude to our colleagues, to our coworkers, to our friends? Is it second nature? It's just a part of what we do. Let's talk about this virtue here. So I'm going to be drawing on the great Dominican theologian St. Thomas Aquinas here, uh, and, and he talks about how gratitude is a part of the, it's a sub-virtue of the larger cardinal virtue, the hinge virtue of justice, So, I, which I think is fascinating. So we're called, a, uh, justice is all about giving others their due. So I owe God my praise and thanksgiving in my life. I owe others honesty and fairness. I owe others uh, that I, I treat them well with my speech. There's all these things that we owe others that fall under justice. Gratitude is one of them. We can sometimes think, so gratitude's like uh, going above and beyond. You know, oh, you know, I, I'm nice to people and I express gratitude. So I, I'm, I'm doing extra. No, 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 no. Gratitude's just mere justice. If you are a just person, an, a fair person, that you give others their due, then gratitude should be second nature for you. What exactly is gratitude? It's, it's when we are expressing thanks, we're recognizing the blessings others have bestowed upon us, uh, favors others have shown upon us, especially God. But we can think about our parents, we can think about our, our boss, we can think about our school, we can think about our parish, our priest, our family members. Do we express gratitude? You know, I think people are more likely to complain about what doesn't go well. <laughs> They're more likely to complain when things are, are, aren't working out well, you know, whether it's at their business or when they're at a restaurant or when they're with their, at their church. They, they, they notice when things are off. They're, we, we tend to be less likely to express gratitude and to notice, hey, that person worked really hard or, wow, look at what they did. Uh, how do we cultivate this attitude of gratitude? Uh, here, uh, think about this in your own life. Have you ever had somebody that just comes up to you and just says, thank you. I just want to thank you. I noticed this. I noticed the extra effort you put into this or thank you. The, the work you did here was really good. Or thank you. I noticed how you went out of your way to help me or you went out of your way to help this other person. You ever have that moment where somebody just happens to notice something and, you know, even if it wasn't that big of a deal, like, but they just took time, they noticed and they said, thanks. That's kind of a great shot in the arm, isn't it? It's kind of like, oh, yeah, I, uh, thank you for saying thank you, <laughs> you know? So it, it, it's, it's a great blessing. I know that there's times where my wife will, you know, just running around, we're busy doing things, and I might have just done little some small little deed in the house, and she'll just say, hey, Ted, thank you. And and I just feel like that, like in our marriage, you know, we're trying, we're raising eight kids, and it can be overwhelming, and we're often stressed out at each other and things, you know, it's, 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 there's a lot, of, a, a, lot, a lot going on in the street household all the time. But when my wife will, you know, every once in a while just kind of just pause and just say, thank you for something. Hey, Ted, thanks. I know I noticed how you, you helped with the baby there. Thank you. It just, it's just a nice, it, it just makes me, you know, puts a little extra step in my stride. I, I want to give more. I want to serve more. Uh, 
think about your own experience. If you've had others say thank you, a boss, a priest, your spouse, a child say thank you, notice what it does to you. Can you give that blessing to other people? Do you, do you, can you give them that shot in the arm? Can you give them that extra step in their stride? Let's this week, while we're thinking about Thanksgiving, and a lot of us, we're going to be back at home. We're going to be with family members and old friends. Take that time to, to say thank you. And I, I want to talk about three steps here that Aquinas gives. There's three key things he does. Uh, he talks about that are, is crucial if we're going to have the virtue of gratitude. So the first thing is we have to recognize that we received a favor. There's many times we go through life where we just take people for granted, right? We do this with our parents a lot. We just kind of take for granted, oh, they do this for me and they did this for me. You know, but you're, you know, you're gonna, some of you are going to see your parents this week. Go, go to them and just say, hey, mom, hey, dad. I, I, I don't always say this, but I want, I'm just really grateful for this. And just don't say I'm thankful for you being a good dad. That's just broad and, you know, trying to mention something specific. I've always appreciated how you did this. And, not, you know, none of us have dads or moms that are perfect, but we can all probably think of something that, that we really appreciate about them. Mention it. Be specific about it. Um, uh, let's not take them for granted. It could be friends. It could be uh, co-workers, especially people in the office who, you know, well, this is just what they do. So they're just doing what they do. And so I forget to actually just say thank you. Because, oh, that's just their job, you know. But no, no, no. Like the people around us, they're, they're, pro- they're providing many great services to help the work we're doing. Do we express gratitude to the people around us? We have to recognize that a favor was received, recognizing what, how others are blessing our lives, helping us. If we don't recognize it, we're never going to say thank you. So that's the first step. We just have to recognize it. Secondly, then we go and express that thanks. We, we talk to the person, and that's where I mentioned the idea of kind of trying to be specific. Name something. Name something that, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful about how cheerful you always are, even when things are stressful, or I'm really grateful for how you went over the top and really helped out in this extra way. You didn't have to do that. Or, you know, like I, like I came back from this trip. I was away for three nights and came back and said, you know, honey, uh, thankful for you taking care of everything while I'm away. I know, I know how hard that is. Uh, thank you so much. You know, so name something specific that we're grateful for. But then here's the third thing, this third step of gratitude. I don't think many of us think about as much. And yet Aquinas says, this is this is just a part of being a just man. This is just a part of living justice. This is about doing anything extra, ready? So there's the third step. We repay the favor to the extent we can. We repay the favor to the extent we can according to our means. Uh, and if we can, you know, you know, let's say somebody does something kind for us. They give us a, a, a ride when our car breaks down or, you know, they, they came over and they, they helped us when, when we were sick or they brought a meal or something. Can we, can we repay those favors? Can we write a thank you note? Can we give them a call? Can we, is there something actually we can do maybe, you know, in return, buy them flowers or, uh, is there some, some, some way of tangibly expressing our gratitude? He says that if you can repay the favor, and again, there's some situations where you can't, you know, uh, but but if, you, if you're in a position where you can with your, the amount of time you have, the amount of resources you have, be generous, even more generous than than even maybe the favor you received. Um, I, I think about this with the missionaries of charity that I was just I, I mentioned, I was just doing this uh, retreat, this class for them. And it, 
you know, they're so thankful. Oh, thank you for opening up the Bible for us, Dr. Shree. And I'm like, you know, you have no idea. I get so much more out of this than I'm sure you get from my teaching sisters, uh, just being with them and their example and praying with them. But, you know, they, they offer sometimes, oh, can we give you a little stipend? I'm like, no, 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 you, you keep this. This is for, you know, you're, you're doing all this amazing work for the poor, you know, but, but if, you know, just knowing that you're praying for me is enough. And they do, they always give me this spiritual bouquet. They'll offer up like, well, however many are in the class, they're going to offer like a dozen rosaries, you know, for each person or a dozen masses, a dozen, a dozen holy hours for me and my family. And I, I look at that and I'm thinking, I'm getting, I win. I win on that deal. I just get to go and I get to talk about the Bible with awesome sisters. That's just fun. And then they pray for me. And that's an incredible blessing for me and for my family. So even though they may not give me money or they may not buy me books or take me out for nice dinners, you know, it's not like that. They're paying back in prayer, which is so much more valuable than any check they could write for me or any restaurant they could take me to or any little present that they could buy for me. No, no, their their prayers are are so powerful and and I'm so grateful for that. So it doesn't have to be like a financial, you know, one for one exchange, but think about that when you are expressing gratitude for someone. Uh, remember, what are the three steps? First, recognize that you received a favor. So just just be more on the lookout for just going, you know, thinking about the people in your life and how they bless you, how they enrich your life and and just recognize that. Maybe even you know, what you can do on Thanksgiving morning is just in your morning prayer time, just write out, the, you know, different people you're thankful for and what you're thankful for about them. Then go and secondly, express the gratitude to them. And lastly, repay the favor according to your means. So maybe you can buy them a little gift. Maybe it's writing a little card. Maybe it's just like a spiritual bouquet saying, hey, I'm going to offer a rosary for you. I just wanted to thank you for what you've done for me. So these are some practical things we can do. Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to give you an example here in a moment. I'm going to give you a concrete example of a great saint who lived this out beautifully. It's a, it's a saint I know you all love. But before I do that, I want to just tell you about because we're getting you know here at the end of the at the end of November, we're getting ready to approach the Advent season. I just want to give you a heads up. Next week, Beth is going to be on my wife. And we're going to share about our Advent successes and failures over the years. Times where we felt like, you know, we, we live Advent pretty well. And other times where we feel like, oh, we just got too busy and too stressed out. And maybe we didn't carve out that space in our interior lives as well as we should. We'll share a little, some stories from family life as well. So that's going to be next week. But if you're looking for a resource for Advent to really try to live it well, to prepare your heart for Christmas, not just your home or just your gifts, but most of all, creating a space in your heart for Jesus. How do you live the Advent season? Well, I have a book that I wrote called The Advent of Christ, Scriptural Reflections to Prepare for Christmas. So this one came out by Servant Books, Franciscan Media. You can find it on my website, edwards3.com. I don't sell these, but you can find the link to it. You can find it there, but it's called The Advent of Christ, uh, daily reflections from reflections from Scripture, going through the stories of the Holy Family, Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus, uh, to get to know them better in this Advent season. Uh, what I'm going to share with you next here, right now, this example of gratitude. The saint I want to choose is the Blessed Virgin Mary. I'm going to close with a just a brief little insight from my brand new book on Mary called Rethinking Mary in the New Testament. So this is from the chapter on the Magnificat. So here we go. Ready? So I want, I want you just to put yourself in Mary's shoes. She models Thanksgiving gratitude so well. Picture all that's gone on in her life. Right at the beginning, an angel appears to her, announces that she's going to have this 
baby. That's pretty exciting. Then she learns this child is going to be the the is going to sit on the throne of of his father David, his father Jacob, forever, uh, and his kingdom will have no end. That's basically biblical quotes from. Uh, the Old Testament about the future Messiah King, that this is, she's not just having any ordinary baby, she's having the Messiah, the long-awaited anointed one, you know, the prophesied one for Israel. That's pretty amazing. Then she hears she's going to conceive this child by the Holy Spirit, not through natural means. That's pretty awesome. And then she hears that this child's going to be the Holy Son of God. I mean, that's a lot that she just heard about her life. She's going to carry the God, her creator, in her womb. And then she goes to visit Elizabeth in the visitation scene, and Elizabeth also just comes out to greet her. The baby in Elizabeth's womb is leaping for joy in the presence of Mary. The, the Elizabeth says, Mary, you are blessed among all women. Isn't that amazing? I mean, if someone came up to you and said, you're blessed among all women, you're the most blessed person, that, that'd be a pretty pretty high compliment, wouldn't it be? And then she says, and you are the mother of the Lord the mother of the king, you're the queen mother, basically, is what she's saying. So there's there's just so many wonderful things happening in Mary's life in these first two chapters where we read about her in Luke's gospel. And uh, what's Mary's response? You know what's amazing? Is when Mary finally gets to pause, she gives thanks. She gives this great prayer known as the Magnificat. I just want to read a couple lines. She says, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. So the first thing I want you to note here is when Mary's giving thanks, you get the sense this is just second nature to her. It's that like that virtue of gratitude in her. It's not like she just paused and go, oh, wow, I should, I think I better write God a thank you note. You know, and she, it's just kind of like second nature. You know, she, she's had all these amazing things unfolding in her life. And now Elizabeth is confirming all of this. Yes, you really are the mother of the Lord. Yes, you really are blessed upon all women because of the child in your womb. You're so blessed, Mary. And Mary just responds with, with just this love. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. In other words, the, this word for soul describes Mary's innermost being. So from the depths of her very being, she magnifies God. And you think, what, is it, what, what does it mean to magnify, to make something bigger, to make something great? That's what she wants. She says, I, my soul, I just want to make God great. I want to make God big. I want to reflect God to this world. And, and my spirit is rejoicing. So there's joy at the depths of her being. There's just this joy over recognizing what God is doing in her life. And what is it that God has done? This is in Luke chapter 1, verse 48. She says, For he, God, has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. God has looked on my lowliness. God has looked on my littleness. I'm just this young little virgin in nowhere, Nazareth, and he's chosen me to be the mother of Messiah. I, I just, I can't believe this, you know. But God's looked on her lowliness. She knows that she's very small. She knows that she's very little, you know, uh, she's just this tiny creature. And yet God is exalting her, making her the mother of his son. And she goes on to say, Henceforth all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. So notice what she's doing. She's recognizing, like Aquinas said, she's recognizing specifically what God's done. God's looked on her lowliness. God, the mighty one, has done great things for her. And so she's just responding in prayer, responding in praise and thanks. And that's what we want to do here in this week of Thanksgiving. Let's be like Mary 
Let's take time. Let's carve out a little time this week in the midst of your travels. Maybe even just take a quiet moment on the plane just before you watch the movie. Just a little quiet moment for maybe five, ten minutes and just take time to think about what you're thankful for. What does God, what is God doing in your life? And be like Mary. May your soul magnify the Lord. And as you're getting ready to go for those traveling and you're going to be seeing family and old friends, take time on your way out, if you can, to think about a couple of those people you want to just go and express gratitude for. And then while you're there with them, take time to recognize, notice the, 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 the ways they're blessing your life and then express that gratitude. And if you can, repay the favor. Repay the favor with prayers. Repay the favor with words. Repay it with some kind of gift according to your means to whatever extent you can. All right, my friends, I'm going to ask you, I'm thankful for all of you. It's such a blessing. As everywhere I'm traveling, I'm getting to meet people listening to this podcast. Your feedback really encourages me. It means a lot. And I'm so thankful for all of you. And I'm going to ask if you could please pray for me. Please pray for my family here in this Advent, as we're approaching the Advent season. And also, last thing, I'm going to ask a little prayer request for is if you could pray for that book project I've been talking about, The Biblical Walk Through Christ's Passion. I'm, I'm getting ready to finish the first draft of that book due right after Thanksgiving weekend. So I'm doing the final kind of edits on this uh, first draft. If you could please say some prayers for me, I would greatly appreciate it. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you have any questions, reach me there or on my website, edwards3.com. Thank you so much. Blessed Thanksgiving week to you.